So uh, I kind of just talk for a minute, <laughs> and then we'll move into the questions. Okay, I'll sit here quietly. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, make sure this is going. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chutzpah. I am so happy to be here. We are back in the studio today, and this time we've got bourbon. I'm pretty partial to bourbon, personally, but even more partial to it is our guest today, who is indulging in a nice swig of some Basil Hayden. Yeah, not a sponsor, but it could be. Anywho, I hope that you're happy wherever you are, but if you're not, don't look now. But if you open your front door, you'll find a beautiful bouquet of flowers I picked for you. That's all. Just a nice bundle of blooms to make you smile and remind you how beautiful life can be. All right, enough of that. Put those markers down, folks. My guest is originally from Miami, Florida, and has lived in Louisville since 2013. He is an associate professor and director of design, arts, and technology at Bellarmine University. He is also a core member of the TEDx Bellarmine team. I first met Sean at this year's TEDx event, and I cannot wait to see what the TEDx team will put together next year because they are true professionals. The second time I met Sean was when he and Jacob recorded their triumphant return episode of Dyslexics Untied, a podcast you've heard me mention before about being dyslexic. He is punk rock and college professor, all rolled up into one doctorate dyslexic dude. He is... Sean Apostle. Oh, that's Yay. Really nice yeah. Did I miss anything? Uh, cool. Okay. Well, we'll uh, go ahead and dive into questions. So uh, the first question for you, as always, is what gives you confidence? And how do you think you maintain that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I was looking at that question. It's really tough because I think COVID changed everything. I mean, mm. like I was a much different person before COVID hit. And, um, and I saw so many of my students really kind of having a hard time learning in an online environment and everything like that. So yeah. my confidence has always been like, I've been able to get in front of people and right. talk, you know? And then when COVID hit, it was very different. It was like, I'm just looking at a computer screen. I'm looking at myself talk. Mm. Uh, so that was, that was a big change for me. Um, but I think when, when I'm considering what gives me confidence beyond like my faith, like faith is really important to me and family um, I think, uh, that I'm not really scared to fail. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of see life as a video game in a lot of ways. <laughs> like I just try to level up, you know, yeah. like I've been stuck on this COVID level for a while now, mm-hmm. but it's not going to last forever. Eventually I'll get out of it. I'll figure out a way to get out of this COVID level and I'll go into the next level and we'll see what happens. And so I think that's what gives me a lot of confidence is knowing that there's always, um, there's always something that's going to change. And, and if you think of life as more like a video game, it just makes a lot more sense, you know? Yeah. And we're just kind of playing and trying to figure out how to navigate through the next level. Yeah. Well, and there's so many different strategies, right? I mean, I don't really play video games a whole lot, yeah. but even I use the analogy of leveling up all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still bouncing against this brick wall. For now, but eventually I'm going to figure out how to get up there. <laughs> it helps me when I'm advising students and they're taking a class. They're like, I hate this class and it's required. And I'm like, mm. have you ever played a game where there's like a really stupid level, but you got to get through it to get to the next level? That's what this is. You just got to mm. get through it. Yeah, okay, you're not having fun, but figure out a way. There's yeah. got to be a way to get through it. 
and look on YouTube. <laughs> you know, like, figure it out. There's got to be a way. So. Can you talk more about your faith a little bit and how that guides your confidence? Yeah. So, um, so I'm Protestant, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed hearing your story uh, about your conversion to um, Judaism and and how that was important to you and how that has affected you. So that was very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm Protestant. So I believe in like a loving God who's on my side and who's on the side of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so um, I try to live my life. Every day, thinking, who can I love? Who is being neglected? How can I reach out to those who are um, being ostracized in for any reason? And um, that's that's kind of what I try to do, and I do it very imperfectly. I'm not like a, I'm not a, yeah. A, yeah you know what I, you know what yep, I mean. Yep, I like, get it. <laughs> I'm trying my best, and I fail miserably, but I want to love everybody that I meet, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you. I love hearing um, a real example of, like, you know, all God's children, right? Like, Yeah, God should love one another. Yeah. You know? That's and the big so, part. Yeah, so I worship this Jewish guy just, <laughs> right? you know, who, yeah. who laid down his life because he loved people. And so that's kind of, yeah, that's my goal, but I'll never get there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, yeah. yeah, my inspiration. Yeah. I also really enjoy the acknowledgement of never getting there. I was actually just talking to someone about what one of the things I loved about Judaism was not necessarily that it had the answers for me, but that the whole point and experience of it was to wrestle with the questions, yeah. right? It was to just keep questioning and fighting and digging and digging and digging um, and knowing like without the intention of like coming up with gold, right? Mm-hmm. But you could still make something really cool from that experience. Yeah, so, and I've, yeah. I've read the Jewish law. I actually wrote the Jewish law by hand. So like, I really was like, there is no way you can follow this. There's <laughs> yeah. no way. Right, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, or I even think, wonder why. There's no explanation for so many parts yeah. of it. And we're just like, what? why? And we've yeah. been like that for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, I think there's no other people group that has such a complex religion and it's just beautiful i've always found it fascinating and like i said you know i worship at you so right (laughs) (laughs) awesome cool well um let's go ahead and transition to the next question um if you could tell me about a time when you had some chutzpah and and what's that story you'd like yeah i was trying to think of this because i i'm 50 so i have a lot of stories Mm -hmm. and i was trying to think of what might resonate most with your audience and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking like who are generally people who listen to podcasts (laughs) right right. and you know they're commuters or city people that's the people that i know that listen to podcasts so i'm going to go with that stereotype Mm -hmm. um and so i think my chutzpah um moments would be when i turned down raises Ah. I turned down opportunities for advancement. So um, back in the early 90s, I was studying to be a graphic designer. And I was not in a band. I was not selling art. I was just, like, focused on my studies. And I was working at a uniform manufacturing company. (laughs) So um, I was working there, and I was doing well. I was a quality control specialist, and I was making money. And I had a group under me, and, you know, so I would work there in the evening, and then I would study in the mornings at my at, at uh, Miami Lakes Tech, which doesn't exist anymore. And um, I remember they, the human resources called me in and said, hey, we want to give you a raise. We want to give you uh, an opportunity to be outside sales. Hmm. 
And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, double your salary. You know, you'll have a truck, you'll go out, you'll do all these things. There's lots of room for advancement and management and all that kind of stuff. And um, I went to my graphic, my teacher who was teaching me graphic design. I was like, how much can I expect to make entry level as a mm -hmm. graphic designer? And he told me, and it was just a little bit more than what I was making now, you know? And I was like, I can make double my money and I'm still in school for six months. What do I do? And so I talked to everyone I respect. Everyone's like, go for it. Take it. Save money. And I was like, I know me. I know that I'm going to get another car and get a better, better apartment. And then I'm not going to want to be a graphic designer because I don't pay as much. It's a trap. You know, it's a trap with uh, gold bars, basically. <laughs> and so I turned them down and I struggled my way through that. And uh, got a job as a graphic designer. Did that for a couple of years. They're the ones that actually sent me to university to get, like, to learn Photoshop and Illustrator. And in those classes, I was, like, the best student, mm -hmm. which never happened in high school because I'm dyslexic. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, whoa, maybe I can do this college thing. And so it really changed my life. Wow. Um, and then I'll tap onto that one more story. The same, very similar. I was working for a city government. I was doing a lot of great stuff. I love the people there. It didn't pay all that much, but I was like, hey, this is a good job, and I'm making a difference in this small community. Um, I finally got a job back in academia because I was writing my dissertation at the time, and EKU offered me a job, and it paid good, but it wasn't great. And I told my boss at the city government that I worked, I was like, I'm going to take this job at EKU because I want to get back into academia. And she was like, hold on a second. Made a few calls, said, we'll double your salary. And it was like way more than EKU. And I was like, no, I'm gonna take EKU. I wanna get back into the academy. Like I wanna be back in that environment. And that's why I'm here, at, that's why I'm a professor at Bellman right now and not you know, the graphics and information specialist at a city government. It's because uh, kind of had that, that chutzpah of like saying, you know, I, I love the job and I love the people here, but mm -hmm. I have a desire to do something better. I think, um, I think a lot of people in America can have people in their family that were like that. They had a good life back home, but they were like, you know what? I want to try something different. I think there's something better. And they tried for it, you know. Whether they got it or not, I don't know. But <laughs> it, it worked for my granddads. You know, my granddads. <laughs> Do you think the doing better is primarily doing better by you and for yourself? Or is it doing better by the people around you or, you know, supporting others who might not have otherwise been supported. Yeah, I think at the beginning, it was more about my desire to do what I wanted to do, right. being a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. And I think with city, when I worked in city government and going back into the academy, the desire was more about how can I change more lives? Like, yeah, I can, I, man, I really helped put that little town on the map. <laughs> like I did. I loved it. And it was great. I'm not, I'm not trying to be braggy, but I really got to push them over the edge where they needed to go. Mm -hmm. um, and so now what I'm trying to do is make little people like me who can push other little people over the edge. <laughs> like just yeah. get them into that next level. Like they're mm -hmm. right there. Um, they got all the tools, but they just don't know how to plug them in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, as a professor... Like, I'm trying to produce 60 or so of those every semester. Mm -hmm. People who love 
their organizations and nonprofits or whatever they're working for or their family's business and they're ready to help them get to that next level. And I hear that back sometimes and it's so comforting to hear like, yeah, I did this, all the things you taught me, I did it for my granddad's concrete business and now he's he's got triple work and he's doing wow. great, he's hiring people, you know, just things like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so comforting to hear that. You know, that's good. And that's that was the reason. The other reason is kind of selfish too is being around a bunch of... Um, People who don't have dreams or aspirations can be really, it can weigh you down. Yeah. And so being around a bunch of uh, college students who have dreams and aspirations and mm -hmm. they want to change the world, they want to work for nonprofit, they want to travel the world or whatever it is they want to do, Yeah. that's really inspirational. It keeps me going. It's like it recharges my batteries more than I knew before COVID. Like before COVID, I was like, I'm an introvert. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, I'm an introvert, but I really need to hear their stories and to see their passion. Yeah. Like, it's not the same teaching. I don't want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not what you picked. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I didn't pick. No, I, I would not pick that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have, um, you know, another force come in and push you when you were the little person over the edge? Um, did you have someone who served that role in your story? I think my wife was huge for that. Mm. Like she knew when I was a reporter for a couple of years, she was like, you have to, this job's going to kill you because mm. you are working, you know, I don't know, 18 hours a day. You got to stop. You love it, but it's killing you. And right. I was like, you're right. I was drinking, you know, 15 cups of coffee a day and all these kind of things. It was just like, and then she was the one that said, no, you can't stay here at the city government. You have to go to academia. That's where you're going to be happy. And so, you know, I listened to her. Mm. So, yeah, she's been a, a big force for me of just, like, pushing me to do things that I'm like, you know what pays more here? We own the house and, you know, all these things. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 we got to go. You got to take less money mm -hmm. to do this because it's going to make you happy in the end. This is where you need to be. And she was the reason I finished my dissertation. Like, it was really hard. I left... ABD, all but dissertation, which is like academic suicide. I see. And she was the one who was like, no, you're going to write your dissertation while you're working. And um, actually, if anyone's writing their dissertation or extended thesis, this really worked. It was at first really hard because I would like lock myself in my room and write. And mm -hmm. then my little kids and my wife were doing stuff and I right. wasn't. And so what I, I was like, this isn't going to work. I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And so I told my wife, I was like, you have to schedule my dissertation writing hours. And so she'd be like, okay, on Saturday from like two to four, we're going to be shopping and doing this. You need to write. And so those were, we structured it that way. And it became like a, a mutual thing. Right. Where we, it, the dissertation belongs to both of us because we both sacrificed for it. Mm -hmm. And um, her scheduling my time to do that was really huge. It was, it, it was huge. And it, I think it really strengthened our marriage. Which, That's beautiful. Yeah, and a lot of times that process can hurt a marriage. So it was like, right. it, was, it was really good that it didn't. Yeah. So, That's always wonderful when, you know, someone, someone has their answer to your question, right? <laughs> and, and then it's up to you if you're going to agree with them or not. Right. But she always had an answer to your questions. <laughs> and that's wonderful how much those could combine and be compatible with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really helpful. So I, I share that with anyone in academia or anyone doing like really long projects yeah. where they have to isolate themselves. 
So, I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about things that you've learned, but would you like to highlight anything else you learned from those two experiences of passing up on promotion in order to pursue something more meaningful for you? I mean, yeah, it's something that I share with people who have dreams to be a musician or an artist yeah. or whatever. I'm like, it would, don't get comfortable. Don't mm. desire comfort. I just read David Grohl's um, Storyteller book, mm -hmm. and it was really good for that. Like, he ate, like, three corn dogs a day. You could get three <laughs> corn dogs for a dollar, and he would spread them out so he had three meals. You know, yeah. it was, like, one of those things. It was, like, live within those means and don't desire comfort mm -hmm. because you're going to have to be uncomfortable for a while if you want to achieve what that goal is yeah. in many fields. Not every field, but in many fields it's like that. In academia, it's very much like that. Like, how many cold pizzas can you eat, <laughs> right? So, but the goal is not the instant comfort, and it's so easy to get that. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, if I just, like, get this job, then I can do it. And then I'll tell you a story. Um, I, I used to go to Sweden all the time. I've been there 13 times. <laughs> wow. I love Sweden. Um, and I knew a guy there who really wanted to come to America. And... Um, and he's very successful in Sweden now, so it's not like a sad story. <laughs> but when he was young and, you know, 15, 13 you know, years ago, 20 years ago, whenever I was first going there, he's like, I want to move to America. And I was like, well, come on, you can stay in my house. And he's like, oh, I, I have a car payment. I have, I just got a different apartment and I've got to pay off this stuff. Yeah. And it was always something, you right. know, it was always something holding him. And, um, and he's done very well, so I'm not worried about him. Uh, but it was that thing. It was like, well, I, at the time, I had a really, really crappy cell phone. <laughs> I would not upgrade it because I didn't want any payments. Mm -hmm. And we had one cell phone for both of us, my wife and I. You know, it was mm -hmm. like one of those things. Like everything we decided was, do we want to go to Europe this summer? Mm -hmm. Okay, there's no cable. There's no, right. like, because we want to go to Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, you meet a lot of people like that who um, they live a life that people dream of. And people are like, oh, you're so lucky. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I eat bread and bologna sandwiches. Right. And I, because I want to go skiing mm -hmm. in the Alps or every summer, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that's, I think that's the idea is I think in America, it's so easy to get trapped. Mm-hmm. Very I easy. I think, um, yeah, you can get trapped in like two different ways. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that line between not craving comfort, but requiring stability, right? Like, you do have to eat a sandwich. <laughs> Whether it's just bologna and bread or you always go to some deli and get it is different. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to add on, you know, maybe you're not always seeking comfort, but you do need to <laughs> obviously reach a certain level of stability as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are times when you're like, this is going to be a long haul. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading a book from, Ed, Ed, not written by Edward Shackleton, but written about uh, his trip to, his failed trip to Antarctica called yeah. Endurance. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, really helpful now because we're coming out of COVID. I'm feeling the, like, draw, like I've been in the ice for so long yeah. kind of thing. Um, but there is a time it's like, hey, this is going to be a rough year. Mm -hmm. Just deal with it because yeah. there's an end goal that we're going to do. Uh, this is where I, I want to go, and this is where I think the path is going to take me, but it's a rough path. It's a hard path. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a musician and an artist, I usually had a job at a restaurant. That was my way around it. I'm dyslexic. I can cook. Mm -hmm. I can figure things out. If you give me verbal you know, in, instructions, I can figure it out. Yeah. 
And so I always had some meal. And if I didn't have a meal, I could go to the restaurant and say, hey, is there anything that no one picked up? You know, can, mm-hmm. I'm hungry. And they were yeah. like, yeah, come on, come on. You know, so that was like my trick to eating. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I moved to Michigan Tech, uh, Upper Michigan, Houghton, Hancock, we went to the grocery store and we're like, what are the cheapest things we can get? And it was right. like white bread and bologna. Mm-hmm. And that's what I ate in a 58 degree house. <laughs> right. And I had cardboard boxes for furniture. You know, was, mm-hmm. we sat on the floor. We slept on the floor. It was it was rough. It was brutal. Uh, but it's a video game. That's the first level. Yep. So it's, it's like, okay, what's the next segue. level? Air mattress. And then after that, a real mattress. Because <laughs> you, <know? So, laughs> yeah. you got to take, if you're going to sleep eight hours a day, you got to invest in that. Mm-hmm. And then um, and we slowly upgraded. Yeah, well, you find the things that, it becomes easier to find the things that you do need and want to put your money in. Maybe it's a bed this time, like, instead of the air mattress. Yeah. 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 Or maybe someday you're like, I really love cooking because that's how I got through things. So I'm going to get all the ingredients to make a really great meal tonight instead of just ramen. (laughs) Yeah. And I love ramen for breakfast and miso Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But there are times when you're like, I got to treat myself. Yeah. I have to. And... People do that through coffee. People right. do that through whatever it is. The, their favorite pub, you know. Yeah. Their favorite pint. You know, there's there's always something that we can take comfort in mm-hmm. at the at the end of a hard week or something. Just know that. Yeah, I, I think that's important. It, even economists say that. Like, it's important to have something that you do that just kind of makes you feel like you yeah. survived. Well, it's kind of back to the video game. You always need to progress a little bit further on your level, right? Even if you don't quite get to the next level that day. Right. You want to get a little bit farther than you did last time. And maybe that's just, I'm going to have a good sandwich tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Friday is my treat night or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so we had, um, at Michigan Tech, we had, like, dollar movies. We could go mm. watch a movie for a dollar. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they had really cheap snacks, and it was really cool. It that was like great. a little treat. Yes. I wish movies were a dollar. <laughs> I know. Like in Miami, there was this, in the Jewish neighborhood, they had a two for 99 cent movie. Ooh. And you give them a dollar and they give you a penny back. I loved it. I was there all the time and they would do back to back. So it'd be like an old movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and a newer movie. Mm-hmm. Like that you could probably today get on Netflix. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it was like back then you could get it at Blockbuster. No, it was before Blockbuster. Yeah, it's like that, you know. Okay, so I was going to cut this next part out, but genuinely, I want people to hear about this place. Um, It is one of my favorite places back near uh, my hometown, Greenwood, Indiana. This is actually in Franklin, so it's just a little bit down the road. Um, It's a shameless plug. It's a really cool place, and I decided to keep it in there. Okay, hope you check it out. This is a side note. I'll cut this out. But there's this old theater in Franklin, Indiana, which is not far from where I grew up. That's called the Art Craft. And it is, like, still straight out of, like, the 1950s. And they still only show, what is it, like... 50 millimeter film or something Whoa. like that yeah and but it's they always do lots of seasonal stuff so like we always go there for christmas to see like a christmas story or national wonderful life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah stuff like that but sometimes they'll do you know like they'll do indiana jones or star wars or lord of the rings and people will like dress up and like it's That's just awesome. the best old movie like setup and it's not is it close to indianapolis because i'm gonna be there soon it's yeah you can do it <laughs> it's like 25 minutes south of like okay. downtown indianapolis all yeah. right i need to know the name can yeah. You yep. Email? yeah yep <laughs> um 
Fantastic. Well, thank you for being here and oh, um, recording with me. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, all you movers and shakers. Also, if you like this show, I already mentioned it earlier, but you might also enjoy Dyslexics Untied, hosted by my boyfriend, Jacob Schumann, and our guest today, Dr. Sean Apostle from Bellarmine University. You can listen to that anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Also, don't forget that if you are a business owner or just someone who's very creative and wants to get the word out about a project you're working on or an organization that you work with, you can get stickers made from Squidprint for 20% off when you mention chutzpah. So I have been handing out stickers all across the city. Um, people are putting them on their bikes, on their water bottles, on their laptops. You can put them on your car if you want to. If you want to join the sticker club, Get in touch with Squidprint, mention Hutzpah, get 20% off. They're local. It's a no-brainer. Check them out. So, what did we learn here today? We learned that striving for comfort is not always the end goal. Sometimes we got to embrace a little discomfort in order to get where we want to go. And not all career moves need to be motivated by pay, whether it's more or less. Sometimes you just got to really look deep within yourself to decide the direction that you really need to be going in. Or just ask your spouse if you have one. But we also learned another important thing that Sean said to me at the beginning of our recording session, and I loved it so much that... I decided to go ahead and tack it on at the end, and that way you all could enjoy the sincere telling of a sweet story that he offered to me to use as an intro um, in a future episode. You know when I tell you random things to make you feel better? This is one of those that Sean gave to me. So, hope you enjoy. Don't forget that our theme music is from a group called Crow Wonder, and the song is called Humbug. I'm Bridget Bard. Shalom. No. Okay. Um, can I add a, a positive thought for you? Yeah, yeah. So I was in Hawaii, and I was surfing, mm-hmm. and uh, we were on the island of Maui, and my wife was on the beach. She's not a surfer. Mm-hmm. And there were sea turtles everywhere, everywhere. Oh and I went back to the shore, and I said, you got to get on the surfboard. i got to show you something. So she mm-hmm. got on the surfboard. I swam out with it, and she could look in the ocean. It was crystal clear, and there were just turtles everywhere. Oh my god. And she loves sea turtles. Yeah. And she was just crying. It was like a very beautiful moment. So anyway, when you were telling your little story about like butterflies and flowers and like that, I was like, the sea turtle one, that would be a good one. Oh. Because it was a really good positive thought to be on the ocean and just seeing little sea turtles everywhere. Not little, they were pretty big actually. Mm -hmm. But they were just everywhere. I was afraid to surf because I didn't want to hit one. Right, right. Anyway. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. I'm, yeah. Can I use it in one of the intros then? Yeah. Sweet. Take it. Yay!